Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and see if they still hold up. Tonight we're climbing into a bus, we're ditching our parents, and we're going to Camp North Star, a below-average camp with above-average hijinks, starring Bill Murray in his first starring role and directed by first-time director Ivan Reitman. So bust out your whistles, CITs, because we're starting the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother... Listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Okay, so we're talking about meatballs tonight. Uh, if you're joining us for this fabulous podcast. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hello. Chris Willenbrecht. Hey. And Michael Salusio. Hi. Before we talk about meatballs, though. What I want to say is make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Just you get our podcast automatically. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. And uh, it's do- automatically downloaded. So just subscribe uh, for us. Right, Chris? Yeah. And I was noticing we're fucking getting... wiping your eye boogers. Pay attention. Listen, we're getting good ratings on iTunes. <laughs> and it'd be awesome if we got a couple more ratings, good I... or bad. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Let us know what you think. That's what it's there for. Just and... be gentle. And be subscribe. gentle if you hate us. I don't. I, you know what? I don't mind. You, know you sure? Just let yeah. us know. Let it, let it rip. About Go my, ahead. What about my fragile ego? Well, I mean, there's nothing anybody could do about that. You know what they say about people like you? Who? What? Don't read the reviews. Don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight we're talking about Meatballs. It was directed by Ivan Reitman. Uh, if you don't know what else he's directed, he's directed movies like Stripes, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Twins, and Kindergarten Cop. That's what, pretty good. Which one's Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's the one. I think that's the one. one with Arnold is that the one with all those girls yeah. in it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just I I heard it was a really bad movie. I, I like that. Sites. I, I, I like that you're making that joke on the tail end of us telling people, "Let us know anything that you think." <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, Meatballs came out in 1979. It had a budget of 1.6 million. Uh, it was f- filmed in Canada. It made 43 million, and it has a 75 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You don't know what it's about. It's about a camp counselor named Trip who tries to help campers uh, have a good time with his wacky sense of humor. But one camper named Rudy possesses a particular challenge as he has a self-esteem problem. Oh, right. Which I feel like so do I. He plays, Rudy. He plays really well. He plays it very well. <laughs> this was a hit. Uh, you know, this movie was a was a big old hit. Yeah, one point six million to make this movie, and you made forty three million. Question: I didn't. I, oh. I I don't know. I, I I don't know this fact. Is this like one of the first or the first summer camp movies? It's one of, according to Ivan Reitman, it is one of the first. It was being made at the same time as like two other ones, but this is this is the one that everyone knows. So I'm gonna say yeah. this is the one. Unless you unless you count the Parent Trap. Nope, nobody <laughs> counts the parrot trap. Oh, okay, then never mind. That, that only happens at the beginning of the movie, right? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is my pick. Cody, why'd you pick this movie? Thank you for asking. Um, so why I picked this movie was because the, the actual genre that I wanted to pick, we couldn't find uh, any of it streaming. So I went with another genre, which, which, uh, which I think is a forgotten genre, mm-hmm. which is the camp genre. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, there are <laughs> summer camp yeah. genre, summer camp. or as I'll, yeah. I've also heard it called the Jewish summer camp. <laughs> is that genre? Is I'm, that, I'm not. I'm is serious. That legit? Yeah, I'm, it's legit. No, there's. Oh. 
<laughs> There's different names for these yeah. subgenres. Okay, well that's fine. There's nope. nothing wrong with saying the word Jewish. Now what is that? Now, <laughs> now 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 how does that play into like the the battle with the rich kids at the end of all of these? That's that's a movies? different. Well, I think that's a, that's a different theme well, that we'll talk about later. Oh uh, on. no, I I mean it that's also I, it also kind of goes hand in hand though. In and eighties. Eighties is a time where a little more racist than now, right? But the Jewish summer camp <laughs> was usually the goes nerd, hand in hand with with the nerd school that was never <laughs> winning at sports. That ah. was kind of oh, that was a thing. No, that, that was Mor- a real thing. Come on, Morty owns it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I got a question. Is there any recent summer camp movies that have come out? That's what I was, this is a dead genre. The other genre I wanted to do that we couldn't find movies for streaming. Yes, but the answer, answer would have been yes. Yeah, the there answer has is been? yes. They did a uh, well, Red Hot American Summer. Oh, okay. But yeah, then they yeah. just recently did a show version of it. it. Yeah. Okay. But that's more of a parody of this. But as far as like a, 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 an overall release of a movie, no, it's not like a genre that's on the rise. It's not coming no. back really. It, it, and it, why not though? I feel like it. I feel like I think it might have been. Because you might have been like bur- burned out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I have a question for you, and this will this will answer it. Who here has been to camp? Raise your hand. That's two. You've been to camp, both of you. Yes. yes. Chris and, and yeah, Mike my, are holding my hand, hand is not yes. up. Yeah. My I hand went is to not wait up. to sixth grade camp count. No. Yeah, because that was yeah. only like a week. You guys like a camp? I didn't go to a summer full summer camp. It was only just a few weeks. I kind of went to a like it was kind of a summer camp. It was like two weeks. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Well, like that's a, a summer camp, dude. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was like it was a church thing. It was yeah, that was counts. Like a church that camp. Fucking yeah, counts. like I went like you took, went on a bus. Yeah. I went to yeah. Prescott and I stayed with a bunch of other people in a cabin. Oh, I guess girls I, and guys. I guess and we I, stayed I, in I did cabin. that. Yeah. I did that in sixth grade, but like I said, it was it was only for a week. But yeah, we went up to Prescott. We stayed on like this fucking campground. I was like bunking with like six other people. Like never, yeah. nope. I always I, I, you, wished. Know, you know what's funny That's is camp, I don't, dude. I don't, I don't remember really much of anything from it. Honestly, uh, like nothing was uh, it interesting. Was, it wasn't as exciting as as some of the summer camp movies I've seen, but it was still really fun. I think I, if I ever have children, I definitely want them going to summer camp. See, but, See, okay, go on. I, I, the, <laughs> the reason I love summer camp movies is because I never got to so, go to summer camp. Okay. And I always wanted to go to summer camp because of summer camp movies. And it's like, I feel like what you're telling me is summer camp is a little bit of a letdown. Like there's not like You could probably find like an no, adult summer camp there, for you. There's some there's some that are probably modeled very closely after these movies, I like, would imagine. I want to be pushed around in a broken down yeah, go kart. Yeah, I feel like by I, a fat man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a summer camp that like you're like you're you're you actually had to like pay like a like a real amount of money for it would probably be fun, but like the sixth grade camp, like it was like a minimum fucking yeah. You know? yeah. It was like it was the bottom of the barrel. Camps. If you're paying like a thousand dollars a week, like if you went to Camp Mohawk, yeah, if you're going to Camp, camp Mohawk. I mean, <laughs> I actually um, took a trip to um, look at uh, this privileged motherfucker. No, 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 no. Listen, this isn't this isn't really about me. I took a trip in my <laughs> in my older years. Uh, to like Ohio with a girlfriend. Oh, Ohio. And, and we went to pick up like her nephew who was at a summer camp and it looked exactly like what you see in the summer camp movies. And then someone said to me, who just said go to an adult summer camp? I said you should, you could probably find an adult summer camp. Uh, I believe that's called a swingers hey, camp. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that's this, this, fine. This is, uh, you, we can talk semantics all we want here. Not only. Okay, but... I don't think it's semantics. I think it's a place where Hold you on. go to fuck other people's wives. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only does that exist, they also made a movie about it. 
Bam. See, Cody, you're set. It's called City Slickers. That's basically <laughs> adult camp. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's kind of like a it, like a ranch. It's thing. like a yeah. it's like a it's like a camp movie. It's, yeah. It really uh, is. You can know? We, can uh, we do that? I actually can thought. Can we do that? <laughs> I actually what, thought after cattle. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Let me find something that's less shitty. Like what? I don't know. Can we? Uh, do you guys have sit in the air conditioning and talk into microphones camp? <laughs> hey, if I don't got to bring my gear, I'll, I'm down. I was just thinking, like, how old were the counselors, and how can I be one? Uh, they so, were all around 16, 17? Yeah, so yeah. the CTI stands... You're a little old. Yep, <laughs> definitely. Or CITCTI. Uh, CIT stands for Counselor in Training. That's right. like everybody in the in the, like the movie that Bill Murray's basically hanging out with yeah. is um, Counselors in Training. So they're all like probably like seniors in high school or, you know... They looked a lot age. older than that. Did they? Yes. Did, did they, they really? Did they? I don't know. A few of them... A few shit. A few. A few of the kids at the that uh, fucking Mohawk summer camp had big old fucking mustache and beard and shit. Like <laughs> it's so true. Like is this is this like is this like one of those like yeah. Benjamin Button yep. situations? The, <laughs> the the stomach was was definitely not in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. All right, guys, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk more about meatballs. It's the best darn camp there is. Well, are you connected with Camp Mohawk? Well, I think so. I'm the program director, Jerry Aldini. Well, how do you justify $1,000 a week? Well, we have some special programs. Uh, we're doing Shakespeare in the Round again this year, of course. Uh, our political roundtable, Henry Kissinger, will appear. Yasser Arafat is going to come out, spend a weekend with the kids, just rap with them. That's amazing. And the kids wanted animals, so this year each camper will stalk and kill his own bear in our private wildlife preserve. Are you sure the children can, uh, can hack that? We'll see. But the real excitement, of course, is going to come at the end of the summer uh, during Sexual Awareness Week. We import 200 hookers from around the world, and each camper, armed with only a thermos of coffee and $2,000 cash, tries to visit as many countries as he can. And the winner, of course, is named King of Sexual Awareness Week and is allowed to rape and pillage the neighboring towns until camp ends. That's incredible. What do you expect for $1,000 a week? Hey, you have a good summer, too. Huh? All right, guys, so we are talking about Meatballs 1979. It came out. What I want to know is, who has anyone not seen this film before? I've never seen it before. You've never seen Meatballs before? This is your first time? First time. What was the first camp movie you saw? Shit, I don't know. You can't remember? Oh. I, I mean, I, I used to enjoy watching them. I, I Yeah. Like, to, to your point, I always thought, oh, that looks so fun. Right. You know, but no, I don't. I don't remember watching Meatballs. I never seen this movie before. You never, you never seen Meatballs before? No, either? I think I might have caught pieces of it on TV as a kid, but I don't. Never watched it start to finish. Um, my first camp movie. I could have been Ernest Goes to Camp. For all I know, well, that that might have been me too. I might have been my first camp movie. Or too. yeah, I, I would, saw this later in life. Yeah, or you know, if if, if we're considering uh, what you, what was that movie, Parent Trap? Yeah, <laughs> or Parent Trap. Or parent yeah. Trap. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd seen it before, but I think I, I'd seen it like when I was a kid, like like real early. So, so it would have been my first, probably. I think I saw Ernest Goes to Camp before this, uh, but I definitely saw this probably when I was in high school. So mm -hmm. I still had the like the camp vibe because you know they're seniors there, and that looks like the most fun time to go to camp. To <laughs> yeah, me. definitely. Uh, what do you think makes Meatballs a cult film, or is it a cult film? I definitely think mm -hmm. it's a cult film. Uh, if I had a guess, I would say maybe because it is it it can be considered the first camp movie, and 
There's also like something really cool about the fact that it's Bill Murray's first starring role and it's Ivan Reitman's first like his directorial debut as well. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that that has to feed into, you know, why people like think it's so cool, such a cool thing to watch. I would agree with Kyle because it, it it's uh it's the beginning of many great careers like right here and it's a good start. It's a good start for Bill Murray, it's a good start for Ivan Reitman. Oh, and don't forget Harold, Harold Ramis. Ramis yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably like the driving force of it, because you know, to me, it's not. It doesn't stand too far apart from a lot of other camp movies. But it, it, it's like it's. I I, I don't. I want to call it a cold film, but I also want to. It, it almost seems like it's more of a landmark film. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not just camp films because like there's a lot of different camp films, like the horror camp films. And I think those yeah. came out before this, and that there are, there were camp films before this, but not this type of kind of I guess what you would call it was like the 80s sex camp comedy right 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 which was you know a bunch of kids they get together but the hormones are going out of control and everybody's like learning about them you know yeah, like yeah. people going through puberty and shit <laughs> um this is the one that really I mean this film is obviously so successful that it's it it shoots off a, a ton more of these types of films mm-hmm. that kind of come out in the future mm-hmm. and and then almost up until the point of like god the mid 90s and then it just kind of dies off yeah, and this one, um, you know, I would say uh, yes for the more of the sex comedy stuff would be from Meatballs two and three. Um, this is the PG, I believe. Yeah, you don't. But what enough. I'm saying is, you don't have to have you don't have to have actual. They obviously tried to push the envelope with it with this with this genre. Well, this kind of brings me up to uh, this brings me to a question that I was gonna to, gonna ask later on, but I, I think it kind of goes to where I think you're headed. Okay. Um. And uh, it was did the did the seventies and eighties treat teenagers uh, in a more honest way than they do in films today? And the reason I say that is because I felt like it's not so much uh, that that has sex comedy in it, but it has like the real life uh, like drama of being a teenager of like sex being the most important thing in your life at the time. Because I definitely feel like like it wasn't so much, it was taken with a more serious. The, the sex stuff was kind of like, yeah, they were poking comedy stuff at it, especially with like, the younger kids. But with the older kids, it was definitely taken in like more of a serious, dramatic way. And they did go. Sense. I felt like they did go romantic with. Yeah, it. that's what I mean. That's what I mean mm-hmm. by yeah. dramatic. Sorry, no, yeah. I think it's a better way to describe it. Thank you. I don't know that I agree with the com- with the statement that they're being the kids are being more real. What do you mean by that? It's like like how they depict uh teenagers drive for sex basically in like eight movies in the 70s and 80s yeah, compared but, to like movies today like you like I, that's Miley what, Cyrus Disney movies aren't going to be touching on a lot of the sure. stuff like this movie does. Sure, but even heavyweights doesn't That's a that's a small segment of what you probably remember of going through high school. I didn't always constantly think about sex. Then you I was we were in different schools. <laughs> really? Like you didn't worry about your grades, you didn't worry about <laughs> Having friends, you didn't worry about. No, okay. no, no, <laughs> no. I, I did no not. No one cared about getting their first job, getting their first car. Nope. Getting... No, the only reason I worried about getting my first car was so I could get my first chick in it. But like, did anybody have any? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't understand. Like, no. But that's like what I, it's all about. I can't say that that was my life at all, and I definitely don't relate. That was a segment of my life. Yes, I I relate to everything that these kids are going through. Like, but I definitely didn't feel like, gotta lose my virginity by, like, this time, and 
Okay, everybody, oh, let's get together and make a pact. Like I didn't. That never happened to me. Where I think this movie goes, though, is that you're like, think about it. You're in a basically a secluded place with a group of people, and your your hormones are there. You're gonna go there. You're excited to be at camp. Everything's fun and great and everything like that. So, like taking the sex route this way, like it does make sense. Well, that this would I, what, I, what I'm saying is, is that it also this movie also takes like, uh, it takes the relationships that the teenagers has seriously does that make sense like you can tell that these relationships between the yeah. people here's an are, example are, meaning, are meaningful to them on yeah. the on the boat when when, yes. when she pulls the dude in the boat and they're driving and she's like i just want to tell you that i think you're really attractive and it's this very d- direct way of saying it rather yeah. than like beating around the bush it's very and, adult yeah it's almost like very mature and he's like really and you know it's it's this whole conversation that just plays out Actually, really, it it caught me off guard, but I luck I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it's a great scene, but that's what I'm talking about. Like where <laughs> and and you, the, another movie that does it beautifully that's kind of in the same genre, which I think got that element from it, and and then you know it also veers off from another director. But Fast Times in Ridgemont High, High does the same thing, right? A lot of people put that in in the sex comedy uh, genre. It, it, it is. Yeah. It's not. It's a drama. That movie's a straight up drama. The, the, those the, those kids, listen, there's hardly any adults in that movie. It's all about the teenagers and it's all about like serious situations. Yeah, but it's also a comedy. But it's yeah. But it but it's not it's not a it's not a TNA comedy. It's no, not. the ending specifically is definitely fucking pretty hot, heavy. Yeah, like, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I it's mean, a, it's a, it's a drama. It that's that's a drama like like movies like that are, are like sex comedies would be like Meatball, Meatballs 3. Let's take Meatballs 3, for example, right? Meatballs 3 is about a porn star who dies on set and has to come back as uh, 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 sent back from heaven, <laughs> right? <laughs> Down to the camp to get the camp nerd laid so she can basically like get be granted into heaven. Get her wings. It's absurd. That, exactly. That's that's what they were. This has like the... the this This definitely... I think influenced a lot of films with uh, the dramatic level that it was able to, to take too, and, yeah. and mixed with the comedy. Even Rudy is like yep. a sad fucking character. That man. whole time, that every scene with him is like dramatic. It but feels like it, yeah, that's one character. That's but I mean in that in that particular one, that's one character that his driving force is not sex at all. There's not even a female romantic lead to his. It's true. No, well, no, it's kind of hard with that haircut, Mike. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with you on that one. Oh shit, <laughs> that's the subplot. Like the 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 kids in their love story is the subplot to Bill Murray and and Rudy's story. That Bill Murray and Rudy are the main story. Yeah, that's the main story, mm-hmm. which, which has is, nothing to do with sex. No, no, but like isn't the subplot? I thought the sub the sub but that subplot was like the rival between the camps. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of it. You saying the main another, plot is is the relationship yeah. between. Which is different from between Bill Murray Tripper and, and Rudy, which is like which I don't feel like was fully fleshed out. I feel like yeah. it was like almost, I almost felt like that whole relationship was just kind of thrown in there. Like it didn't feel natural. No scene when they were together really, honestly, to me, felt like a natural interaction between two people. Does that make sense? Rudy and Tripper. Yeah, I I will disagree with you on that. <laughs> okay, a- why? Um, I just the progression of the way their two characters develop, like. Where you know they start getting more comfortable with each other, and Rudy's like, "Yeah, you like her, you like her," you know, kind of teasing him, like almost like an older brother kind of scenario. Yeah. And then, like at the end, <clears throat> when the night before they're getting ready to leave, 
he's like, all right, get in there. And he's acting more like a father figure actually towards him, which I thought was interesting that, you know, uh, Tripper and uh, Roxanne are walking together and the kid goes inside and, you know, he's like, get in there, you, you know, it just seemed more fatherly. So I, I like the progression of their characters. I can, you know what I can, I'll, I'll agree with you with that, that final scene. And I, I can honestly say, yeah, that, that scene did feel like the most, um, yeah, it felt, felt the most natural or the most real, but like, a lot of the other scenes were just hanging out or they're fucking they're they're playing cards and shit like it just felt like shoehorned into the film like if that kid and the plot of him being like an outsider didn't exist the movie would have just still been okay see and i i think that's how i feel about the rivalry between the two camps like that story kind of falls away for me it just kind of pops up when it pops up but it's the relationship that they build that i feel like there is more prevalent with here here's what i'll say here's what i'll say in in agreeance and disagreeance with you just who's you kyle sorry (laughs) i know i'm I'm, I'm sitting over here pointing at him yeah uh is that without rudy's storyline uh, like you said, this you don't have. I don't think you have Bill Murray as like a leading role character, right? Because this, in my opinion, like that's the that's the magical stuff is between him and him and Rudy in this movie. If you don't if you don't have that relationship, if you don't have that story at all, there is no story. It's just hanging out at summer camp. It's hanging out like it's little pieces here and there hanging out in summer well, camp. There's yeah. no cohesive story. There's no. I mean, you like, could still finish. have you could still have the getting laid trying to get laid stuff and but, like you know i mean the, if you take a movie like american pie that that is literally the actual plot of the store movie huh. is hey everybody let's make a pack and let's get laid by the end of fucking yeah. mm. like yes that happens and then you have all these other side things that happen but by the end of it some people do some people don't whatever like there's a goal it's almost like a dry like a, what is that like a uh, a road trip movie mm-hmm. like you have a destination to get to and you know where the destination is going to go the question is what's going to happen at that destination mm-hmm. this film is definitely about Here's a camp caster. He's definitely a little um, immature. He meets a kid, and now he's got to be a father figure to this mm-hmm. kid, and he kind of grows up, and he gets the girl at the end of it. Like that's the story. Yep. Honestly, I feel like you explained it way better than the film actually <laughs> presented it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the way you explained it, I'm like, oh, that's so that makes so much sense. But like, I don't know. It was just kind of lost on me in the film. Like I like I I was the most I found myself the most bored during those scenes. So well, I don't know if it's just if it's just a victim of the writing or the acting or the pacing in that in that part but it just i was just bored well because this was used like in those scenes in particular were were i think pretty well received because that was what this was used basically to launch bill murray like this oh yeah no yeah absolutely not just saturday night live because he wasn't i don't think he was he was he wasn't a big no he wasn't big (laughs) at saturday night live this is what first this is the second year saturday night live so 78 would be the first year saturday night live 79 would be the second year they start filming this in 78 after Animal House had just this is like a month after Animal House because Ivan Reitman wanted to direct Animal House they wouldn't let him so he produced it and this was his answer mm-hmm. to it so this movie was made in like five months <clears throat> wow mm-hmm. which is pretty damn impressive yeah um but this was a launching point for Bill Murray and oh yeah I, I, feel I like, agree with that I feel like if he he had such a good on stream uh chemistry with uh uh Rudy that you think that's what helped propel him? Oh yeah, definitely. Because it showed the it showed his he, range. It his showed range. his range. He yeah, could be the goofy, definitely. wild guy, and he yep. could calm down and be like mm-hmm. the 
normal, you know, I'm going to hang out with this poor kid who has no friends. You know, what does he say? As long as you make one good friend by the end of the summer, you're okay. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't show. I mean, I'll talk. I mean, are we getting into like just Bill Murray's entire history right now? Yeah, we can. (laughs) No, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing I feel about Bill Murray's career. There is like this bigger than life kind of person that we know from like, especially Caddyshack is the best one. Where he's like, hey, go for him. You know, like that whole thing. And that's him. That's kind of his like unbridled years of like, but I feel like later on in life, he really starts toning it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, up to the point now where he's almost like a dramatic actor, if anything. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at him in roles, he kind of knows when to turn it on just at the right time. Like, he's cool about it. Right. Like, Ghostbusters is right that first start where it's not like the whole time Venkman just like, hey, everybody, we're going to go find the... Go-. Like, he's not... No, he's totally downplayed, I feel like. He's very right. dry. Yeah. Right, right. And I feel like that becomes his his standby kind of comedy that we know. This one, he, I felt like he's really, really big. Yeah. Really big. Not saying that there isn't, obviously, a lot of talent there. He makes this film. Like, what's this film without him? <laughs> yeah. No, nowhere. But um, I feel like he... It's a good starting point to see where his his career grows. I wouldn't say like this is a pinnacle of his career. No, no, either way, no, yeah. no, no, no way. Either way. But I would say like I would say he's big in the right places, and then he tones it down with Rudy when he's with Rudy. I feel like even with Rudy, he's a little he's because a little. Well, here's the, here's here's the thing like too that's kind of like different than other than other movies that that spawned off of this genre because of this too. It's like. Except for camp movies, camp movies always have the one guy, but there's always like the one cool adult. I guess I wish there was more. I didn't I feel you. like there was enough. Well, Rudy's very shy, so it's hard to get him in on camera. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even like, like for the most part, I'd say like seventy percent of the scenes with Bill Murray are just in his thing, unless they're jogging, and it's just kind of like, I guess I wanted to see Rudy's development a little bit more because he's really, for the most part, he remains a very, very shy kind of person, even up to the point where he's nominated to run run the the four mile run or whatever yeah. and he still isn't even like fully come out of his shell like the only time you think he's coming out of his shell is like the last 10 minutes when he walks into his cabinet it's like hey Rudy's here and then like some kids talking to him like when they're getting on the bus and that's it like you don't well, see the development of that character still, well he still doesn't have uh, self esteem basically until he wins that race like yeah, he doesn't but I even believe but in I himself. But but I, but I but Bill just, Murray I'm, does. I'm just saying I wish I saw more of it. That's all I was I was hoping for. I got you. No, no, I know what you mean. But then you wouldn't get uh spaz. Right. I definitely liked be, I definitely liked spaz way more. There'd be less spaz time and there just needs spaz to be more is fantastic. spaz time. <laughs> I loved his friend how he kept egging him on. Um I held he hands? Like, Did you guys you held hands? That's great, man. That's great. <laughs> you're, on, like, you're on your way. You want to sell? Let's celebrate. He pulls out a bucket of like <laughs> snacks. You want cheese puffs? We'll do cheese yeah, puffs. It's so and, and, and the way they just I, I don't know they play it off pretty well in this movie. Yeah, I that, will, that, I will that was say a good buddy. Clever. That was a good buddy combo right mm-hmm. there. No, sure. they were a great buddy combo. There's just like there's little things in this movie too that I like like the lost kid like in the, in the buses where he's like, "Where's my mom?" <laughs> just yeah. standing in front of the buses. Yeah. <laughs> Best damn food in the whole Two Pines area. Not surprised you found this place. I had you pegged for a gourmet first time I met you. You know, that's a smart move, bringing a suitcase. You don't want to be leaving a lot of valuable socks and underwear around camp where people can rustle around in them when you're out on the town. Thank you. You like ketchup? I'm going away. You going to Vegas? 
If you're going to Vegas, man, I would be up for it because I love that town. I'm a party guy. I love that town. I don't think they want me around. Are you talking about the soccer heads back there? Well, that's life in the fast-paced, slam-bang, live-on-the-razor's-edge, laugh-in-the-face-of-death world of junior league soccer. I'm serious. I never played the game before. I tried to tell them. What? You tried to tell And they... Who was it? I'll get them. I'll get them with the Swiss Army knife. Bill Murray, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but Bill Mor- 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 Morey? Bill Morey, he's different. He just tells people uh, what kind of babies they are. He ad lib all that shit. Yeah. yeah. No, well, he, he ad libbed a lot of it, but he also, when they brought him in, he rewrote a lot of the script. He actually, he wrote a lot of the parts between him and Rudy. Um, but yeah, he wrote, obviously. Yeah, you know, that's his style. I mean, it's he's definitely always, his style. Mm-hmm. He's always ad libbing or changing scripts and shit for himself. So, now one thing about Bill Murray, though, is like every, pretty much every line of dialogue is, is put in a, in a joking way. Yeah. If you've noticed it's sarcasm oh, for yeah, sure. Every, every line is like presented to be like, I'm just pulling, you know, I'm just messing with you. You know, of. it's kind of, it's weird that that kind of comedy is like really big in the 80s. Like Chevy Chase did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like at Fletch, like yep. the entire movie is just nothing you can take is nothing. It's all sarcasm. It's right. literally like one liners. Like yeah. it goes away for a little bit. And then David Spade kind of brought it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> Came and went with the night. Faded into the wind. Uh, Let's get into some of the fun stuff here with some of the cinematography. Yeah. Beautiful. This is my my favorite part. Especially in a a comedy. What? Especially in a comedy. Well, let's talk about cinematography. I mean, it had some very wide open shots. Should they do 4K on this film? I believe so. This film would really benefit from a 4K transfer restoration. I think so. (laughs) It might a little bit. It's pretty standard. It is standard. It's fucking vanilla, man. Yeah, I mean, it's common. I mean, half of it was shot outdoors, so it's like we can't even talk about the lighting. During the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> they did some creative things, though. Like I like their use of natural lighting. They no, used a lot of bounce boards. I think they really, <laughs> I really, they really illuminated <laughs> the chins. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of lighting, the one scene, speaking of bounce board, there's one scene that I fucking couldn't stop staring at. It was when they all got, when the CITs got back from their uh-huh. overnight camp and they yeah. were like pulling their boats up, like, it's like obvious, like a really shitty lamp or a really shitty bounce board on them. Like you see it like moving, like oh, the really? light beam like moving a little bit. So it's just like, ah. That's, that's called the moonlight. It looks like they illuminated it with like some, like they went to the store and bought a thousand flashlights and kicked them on at once. Like, there you go. I like the, uh, I, I didn't know if I liked it at first, but I ended up liking the shot where, um, uh, Tripper and Roxanne are swimming and the whole time the camera's panning on their clothes in the woods and it ends right on the the hook arm from what he used when he was telling the ghost story. Yeah. Um, and like the whole time there's like, you know, basically their conversation, like a voiceover of that. It, it was a simple idea, but it was effective. It really, yeah. It, you got the idea pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're like pants, shirt, oh, they're naked in the pool. Yeah. yeah. It was a super obvious, like, little simple thing to do, but I thought it was an interesting way to tell yeah. that part of the story, you know? So cool. <laughs> awesome. Great point well, from Chris. Thanks, thank Chris. You, I thought we were talking about cinematography. Yeah, I thought that was right? like the whole Isn't point that the of conversation. This? Yeah. No, no, that is what we're talking about. I, and I think you took away from it more than anybody else. <laughs> I'm just saying that's one that's one that I noticed of the movie. I mean, some of it was kind of flat, but they did some creative things. I mean, that's really I don't even think I I don't know if I can really name a uh an Ivan Reitman movie that I can really say is like Cinematic, yeah. Like, as far as the like shot, Ghostbusters. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Ghostbusters really is Ghostbusters that... too. 
is, has it, definitely more of a cinem- cinematic, ha- has scenes that have more of a cinematic feel. Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2? I'm sorry. The second one. The second one, okay. Yeah. Has more of a cinematic feel? Yeah. It has more it's a scenes. Bigger movie. Whereas, like, yeah, Ghostbusters 1 feels really uh, a lot more intimate, a lot more close shots happening. Yeah. Even when, like, they're dealing with ghosts, it's a lot more, like, yeah. close to medium. There's no, there's not a whole lot of wides. Whereas, like, with, like, the, I mean, Statue of Liberty walking through New York is a cinematic yeah. shot in itself. I Which mean, I would, they kind of did that with Stay Puft, but it yeah. instantly got tight again. So, Which I would say is kind of true for this movie also, though. What's that? Like, is in the similar style of, like, even though it's a big <clears throat> camp, Never feels very big. Does no, it because it? it's small. always, it's always like, and it is always very close and very personal. And I feel I, like I, honestly that 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 could just be a, an end result of like necessity because it was an active camp. Yeah. So it's like, well, we can't really do a huge shot because there's a bunch of fucking kids in the background that aren't really part of the scene. Mm-hmm. So it's like got to get more intimate, which I think maybe helps the helps drive the love stories because it, it kind of makes the characters feel more intimate with each other. Yeah, I agree with that. What do you think about, uh, I, I know you guys, uh, before we started this podcast, had uh, a lot to say about this. I think it was your favorite part, if I'm not mistaken, was this, the sound. That that sound design, you know. Let's just, let's <laughs> di- let's just dive yeah. head first in that, guys. All right. <laughs> they mixed it so well. Oh, so good. No, no. Uh, we were talking about the theme song. You, you, were ta- you, you said that uh, it's got your, your one point instant. You it's automatically got a get a point because it has a, it has a theme song for the movie. Yeah, and yeah. they and they play the fuck out of that. Oh yeah, that pops up randomly. You know, <clears throat> I there's a couple songs I enjoyed, but there was a lot in this film that actually felt mismatched for some reason to me. Such as like like when like when the scenes would get kind of dramatic, the music that they would use or like some of the some of the songs just seemed like it almost just seems like they were throwing in. Can I just say something? A beat pop song. I know. Yeah. I know exactly Agreed. what song you're talking about. What? You, what? Which is the one where he's like running with the kid? I think it's like. Oh, it's like a slow piano make, roll kind make of Make friends, <laughs> yeah. friends, friends to the end. There's just some shit in here that was I looked terrible. That up and I heard this is that the, song was like a number one on the blackboard after the uh, uh, the, the blackboard, uh, not on the, the blackboard. blackboard. Uh, Teacher wrote it up there. Billboard, <laughs> the billboard. Yeah, yeah, after this, uh, after this movie came out. This mm-hmm. is the see. This is the one thing that like I'm with you, Cody. Like if a movie has a theme song, like I fucking love that, and I actually miss that in in films today. Like. For certain films, like certain comedies, certain lighthearted stuff, like having a theme song, I just feel like it's just a really cool feature. But the problem with like movies like this, and um, we just reviewed um, recently, what is it? Uh, True Romance had that that theme song where it's overplayed. Like I love the fact that it's in there, but I don't need to hear it like with every scene, like a movie that does it really well that I can think about time ahead right now, it would be like Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. They have that theme song that like carries over through the credits and then through the movie, it doesn't pop up really it, you know, and then when the end credits start rolling, that theme song kicks back in. And I think that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like this movie where, yeah, as soon as like the intimate scene with Bill Murray and Rudy is done, it's all said, are you ready for summer? <laughs> it's like, are oh, you ready for Wild antics time? are on the way. I like, thought we were talking about uh, necessarily theme songs that have the actual title of the movie in the song. Well, it's us too. They say yeah. meatballs. They like, do say meatballs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that was really popular when rap became meatballs. popular. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. They did it for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Remember Colors? You remember the movie Colors? Yeah. Was like Colors. Colors, co- 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 colors. <laughs> <laughs> that was like '80s, man. You had to get the theme. You had to get the title of the film and the theme song, yeah. man. 
Yeah. That's, that's, that's what a I long miss. lost I missed art. That. I missed that. Even Jason had a theme, right? He did? Yeah, but what, no, what, no, no, but we're talking about like... Yeah, it's not going... Well, there was an actual, actual, it's not going... Yeah, an actual... Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was another like... <laughs> Yo, Kyle, what day is it? It's Friday, 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 but what day 13th? Now, I, I don't know. They tried to do it with, with some of them. Like, Alice Cooper did, had like did like a song for one of the Friday the 13th called like Man Behind the Mask or something. You know, they, they yeah, like stuff like that. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I actually well, just listened to that the other day. Odd <laughs> <laughs> you brought that up. Well, that's also like, maybe that might be like, even though this is 79, that might be a difference between like 70s and 80s still too, because that's another thing like this movie is missing. That's like a staple in 80s movies, which is like a band. Yeah. Just a random band playing right. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm surprised there wasn't a camp band. Well, there actually was. Something. It was the North Star, the North Star Camp Kids. They sang oh, yeah, that. They, yeah. they actually so they did sing, sing that song. That's true. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Favorite character besides Bill Murray? Morty. Oh, Morty's a good character, man. Yeah, he's Morty's funny. Great. And when they keep on like putting him in different places, I love to wake that. Up, I, oh, when he's hanging from the tree was the best. Fantastic. Dude. I don't know that that. That was really good. I would say, if I had to say, pick a second best, it's definitely floating on the lake. <laughs> At the end? Yeah. He like takes his shirt off and jumps in the water and then just gets immediately back on the yeah. raft. So good. I'd say Morty or Spaz for me. I don't even know this kid. Who was the kid with the, uh, he had like the white curly hair, the blonde curly hair? He was the one that was in the boat and he was like was really excited. Hardware? No, it wasn't no, hardware. It wasn't hardware. Uh, oh, God. I can't remember his name. Bobby. Was it Bobby? Bobby's his real name. Mickey? But he goes by a different name. Um, Crockett, Crockett, it's Crockett. Crockett. Okay, I liked him. I actually liked his presence. Like I thought he was a really good actor. Like no, I thought he, he was is. solid. He, I, I believed. I believed him. Mine would be between uh, Spaz and Fink. <laughs> yeah, Spaz and Fink. Those are great. Both. great, great like, characters. Characters. Just, especially like when they're like under, they're under like they're and this they're underneath the girl's uh, cabin basically. Yeah. yeah, trying to listen in. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> like, that's the funny thing. There wasn't actually any cracks where they could like peep in. They were nothing. just listening. They're just listening, listening to them read a romance and he's novel. Like, I think I'm it? getting a boner. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm getting a boner. I laughed, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I don't know. They cracked me up. They're, just like the, the uh, he's like uh, they're staring. They are staring at you. Just flies down like just everything about it. I just loved how how Fink would always you know be like she totally wants you man she totally wants it yeah like, no yeah encouraging his friend you know I love I know, that was awesome you got to build him up yeah, yeah exactly you got to build him up yeah and he felt he was like excited when he's like tell me all about it <laughs> what do you guys think about like just the writing was it too much subplot yeah it kind of it, they don't really there's not really a like a real central the central story. It's kind of gets weak. lost like, in everything. It's not like else. a real. I don't feel like there's a real like conflict per se that there's needs Ru- to be overcome in this. It's so. just Rudy's self. It's more of like a self, like a battle per- inside Rudy himself, personal rather conflict. than yeah, a personal yeah. conflict. It's just. It's but hard I don't to think it, that out. was enough to kind of like keep the film focused. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, like this a- is kind of getting back to that scene. Like I feel like all those scenes with him are are like a separate story but like as soon as that scene's over it just cuts back to wild antics at camp Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. so i never felt like like going back to what i say i wish there was more because it never felt like i never felt like that story was fully fleshed out maybe like it could have been you know and like maybe if the film if the film was crafted a little bit more around rudy being a central character and seeing more of his interaction in camp with other kids and with other situations not just with bill murray 
maybe it would have felt like it had more of a centralized well, conflict. Yeah, and you do get do you do get tiny bits of that? Like, yeah, but it's just like, so like, like that's, short. That's my bunk, no kid. That's pretty uh, much. Like, it. That's pretty much. It. That's yeah, that it's scene. He's like, like, oh, I'm bullied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, right. he got there first. They talk shit on him at the soccer game. Well, because he scores on the wrong goal, I know. and he doesn't know how to play soccer. Yeah, he, he told him, Chris. He fucking told him. He, I know he. Psh, soccer heads. <laughs> that, that was like heads. a fucking weird quote. <laughs> the soccer heads. Is that a thing? Look at those steaming weenies. And you know what they're saying, Larry? They're saying, this is the year that Fink beats the stomach. No, it's a couple of guys over here. But they're saying it. No! Save it. Save it for this guy. All right, let's rate this. Let's rate it Hawaiian t-shirts. Cool. Ooh. Like it. Yeah, that works. Good call. Let's start with Chris. After, I had never seen this movie, and uh, I'm glad I watched it. It was actually a lot of fun. Um, I love summer camp movies anyways, so it was already kind of a score. Uh, and, and and Bill Murray like really does carry this film. I'll say he say he actually saves the film. Um, after my first watch, I kind of wasn't that impressed. But then after giving it like a day of thought, I came away from it. And I'm like, you know what? I actually really did like that movie. Um, it was fun. It the comedy was good. It's it's rough in some places, but you know, overall, like I walked away. Uh, satisfied, and I would probably watch it again. So I'm going to give this a three. Three. Three Hawaiian t-shirts. Let's go with Mike next. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna give this a three as well. I actually, I really like Ivan Reitman films, like, in, just in general. I actually do, I know we kind of, we kind of picked it apart a little bit in terms of it not being focused, but, and having a lot of stuff going on, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of his films are like that, you know, like Stripes is like that a little bit. Like, so I've always liked that this falls below those films at like without a doubt um but it's it's a sol- it's a pretty solid entry in the old Ivan Reitman canon so yeah i give it a i give it old the old the old 3 the old 3 and a- <laughs> the old 3 the old 3 the old 3 not the new 3 the old 3 Kyle? this is my first time watching it and i enjoyed watching it i'm only going to give it a 2.5 though because where I enjoy this film as setting up future films or future films in this style. I feel like the other ones kind of perfected it and did it better. I do love the fact that it's Bill Murray's first starring role, and he's pretty damn good in it. His comedy has definitely changed through the years. It's definitely more aggressive and in-your-face kind of, you know, be as loud as possible, but it's still good. So I'll go next because I'm the last one. Uh, I will also actually give it a three. Um, it's a solid fun movie, but it's definitely not, it's not Ghostbusters. It's not like, it's not, it's definitely not Ivan Reitman's other movies. Um, this is a movie that they made in five months that they got really lucky with. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. It is, but it, I, in my opinion, it has some pacing issues. The second half of the film definitely drags quite a bit, but it is fun, especially when Murray's on screen. Um, the kids are fun, and they're all done in a realistic way. Something Ivan Reitman, I don't think it's enough credit for, is he his characters are charismatic but realistic. 
Um, and I think that's the charm of his movies and why people kind of uh, tend to go towards his movies. All right, guys, that's our show. That's it. That's it for this week. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Remember, that helps us out a bunch. Leave us some comments on, on the iTunes. It helps us out a bunch, too. Uh, and then make sure you follow us on social media at coldfilm underscore review. You can also follow us uh, well, on Twitter and Instagram with that. And then you can follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then you, you can go can, to our website. You can go to our brand new website. It's no longer a live journal. You can find yep. all of our podcasts and, and all of Mike's articles and everything right there. Easy. So just go to it. It's awesome. And and Kyle put a lot of work into it and he's getting kind of upset because you guys aren't doing your part. You son of a bitch. And putting a lot of work in and going to the website. So we need you to do that for us, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You got serious as fuck yeah. right there. God damn. You know. No, I feel when like people I should... don't like our shit, blame the no, audience. No, no, like what <laughs> I like no, what I like to do is I would like to sit down with our audience and have a uh, audience review. And you, not, you want to sit down and rap with them for a little yeah, bit? Audience and review. Yeah, it's not going to be a good one. Guys. Sounds yeah. involved. No, I'm just, <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do any of that. You can follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me, ColtFilm underscore Kyle on Instagram. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike yeah! at Mike Salustio on Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram at VHS Collect. And just remember, guys, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week.